In this episode of another Zelda podcast, Dan returns to Chicago to build a top 10 favorite fandom projects list with David. Welcome to another Zelda podcast. I'm David Geisler, your host for tonight's episode, and tonight I am joined with guest co-host Dan McCoy. Dan, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me back on. It's been a little bit, and I missed you all tremendously. You know, I guess it has been some time. It's been at least over a year. So you are in. So you are a little behind the curtain. You have you've moved. You had to move to St. Louis about yes. a year ago. Yep. And I've talked about that a little bit on the show mm-hmm. back in season three. Back in the um, loo. We, I, I kind of begged you to come to Chicago to record a couple episodes, and and you kind of made some time in your schedule. Yep. But in doing so, we realized just the other night when when you had come into town and we were out for dinner that you haven't been to Chicago in a year. Yeah, yeah. Like, when we moved down, we're like, we love Chicago. It's our home. We're definitely going to be back. We told everyone, you know, within the next couple of months, we're definitely going to find a time. And then fast forward almost 365 days to the day uh, is the first time that I got to finally take a little bit of a vacation from work and just decided to come and crash on your couch for a little bit. Well, and, and by couch, you mean the, the guest room. The guest, I was yeah. so excited to prepare the for metaphorical you. couch, yes, which is actually literally a guest right bedroom. here. He just yeah. slept right here. Um, That's my blanket. That's <laughs> your blanket. So this is this is nice. This is fun. Um, this is fun, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, tonight, what are we talking about? So tonight, and we went back and forth on the what to actually title this one, but I it's, think... It's a tough thing to title. Yeah, so I think we settled upon top 10 um, super fan projects. Yeah, I like that. Um, and so what we're trying to do is, uh, you know, we're all fans, we're all, uh, you know, we love the franchise, but these couple of people have gone above and beyond with their do-it-yourself projects, either at home or, you know, in-game or something like that, that really, like, we, we read about and we're like, oh my gosh, these people are 10 out of 10 people. So we just wanted to give a little special shout out, say what they did, and uh, let you guys know about it. And, you know, really, like, so some, some I know some of my notes, I kind of have the specific channel or the specific person. Um, if we, if we just in the sake of conversation here, don't specifically um, reference some of these people, we're going to put all the links to these yeah, things in we got our show everything notes. Pulled up so that way, just the for the end. fun of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think this is great. I, I personally, a lot of times, I get really excited about finding like different kind of Zelda art and stuff like that mm-hmm. that are part of super fans. But I also, I have a kind of a passion. Even as a young kid, I got very, very excited when my family, when my parents would take us to like the, the railroad train expos, the miniature Ooh, yeah. train expos that sure. would happen in Milwaukee and Chicago. And you, you look like that, a miniature train expo kind of guy. <laughs> I that that, love that does not surprise me in the least bit. <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Yeah, but that's, that's cool. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I remember the first time I I got a pack of flocked trees. I was I was genuinely <laughs> tremendously excited. <laughs> it was, it was it's just a fun time. sentence. I just love that. <laughs> it was. A, it's an adorable story that I'd love to tell sometime. But we we got a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, we do. Um, so I, well, I wanted to some listener feedback first, but that's what we're going to be going into. Let's say I, 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 full disclosure, we're, so we wanted to structure this as a top 10. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to be going certainly not from our least favorite to most favorite. We, yep. we love all of these things, but, um, something that, you know, we'll, we'll start at the bottom of our list and go up to the things that have moved or impressed us yeah. the most. Or th- and some people like more hours are spent on this than that, but yeah. just because they're lower, it does not, it's just, 
which the, one we kind of personally like. This whole thing is just a celebration, and I think there's a bunch of other uh, there's Love a bunch that. of other like great projects too. Yep. But for the fun of it, we try to turn this into a top ten, just to continue to celebrate. But first, let's do some listener feedback. All right. So we've got. So I think a lot of our listeners know that I collect this listener feedback as as people send things in on YouTube and Twitter and and iTunes reviews and all of that, and I literally do screen grabs of their comments and throw them into a folder. Nice little shout out. And those listener feedbacks sit in that folder until they get pulled back up so like i have one in front of me right now i probably haven't read it for months so it even becomes kind of new for me so here we go so ryan betts over on youtube commented on our hey listen volume three episode which dan you were part of our volume two episode i yes. think weren't you that I, was, I was a lot of fun I, yeah i do enjoy your listening feedbacks i just anything that really gets the the commenters and the listeners like intertwined with the show i yeah. always just i'm a big fan of that stuff it was it was a choice for Kate and I, and we chose it from the first episode to do listener feedback at the top of the episode. It's mm-hmm. a little unconventional, and um, um, something just flashed. Did you see that? Are oh, I have okay? an ad going over here. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was? Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's caught it's, something it's, in the corner of my it's eye. Caught my eye a couple of times too, but. Um, so anyway, uh, um, um, so we kind of made that choice. A lot of times, you know, it's a little more conventional to save it to the end of the episode. But we thought, well, we want to start every episode off with a little bit of that community feel. So let's go for it. So anyway, Ryan Betts here on YouTube commented on our Hey Listen Volume 3 episode, which came out. It was the 14th episode in Season 3. And it was uh, Celeste joined me for that one. Love Celeste. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, shortly in a couple of weeks from this recording, Celeste will be joining us at the Video Game Summit 2021. Ugh, so mad I can't go. We're going to do a live quiz episode. So Dan, I'm I'm sad which, you can't go too. Which, if it's a quiz episode, is probably for the best that I don't make it. Because if you remember some of my answers from the previous quiz, like I would just like halfway through, just like uh, seven. You're like I feel like I'm wasting this chair. Yeah, a better yeah. person could be in this chair. Um, did you hear that? I said a better person, not a better oh, just, contestant. Yeah, just a genuinely a better human being should be here. Um, Thanks for having me back, David. Yeah, it's been no great. Problem. It's been really special. Get out of here. Oh, he's walking away. I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, anyways, anyway, so Celeste is gonna, I, we're gonna do it as a quiz episode, but Celeste is gonna co MC it with me. I oh, think cool. she'll do a question, I'll do a question, she'll do a question. It'll be tons of fun. So, anyway, on this episode that I did with Celeste, Hey Listen Volume 3, Ryan Betts says, These Hey Listen episodes are always great. I wholeheartedly agree with Celeste's pick for the Triforce of Power and Dave's pick for the Triforce of Wisdom. My personal pick for Triforce of Courage, oh, 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 right. One of the Hey Listen questions was like, Who's if you had to assign characters to the three different Triforce pe- people that couldn't be Link, Zelda, oh, and Gandorf, yeah. okay. who would you pick? Like if that person perished, where's it going to go to next? Your choice? Yeah, I guess that's a way of thinking cool. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if if or if those three were taken out, you know, who else could 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 hold them? And um, we have a very loud motorcycle going by right now outside. All the windows are closed, but nevertheless, it came through. Um, let's see. So uh, this uh, Ryan here says, my personal pick for the Triforce of Courage would have to be Colin from Twilight Princess. Oh, I completely agree. There's I'll a keep... character named Colin. Absolutely. We'll talk Princess. about it. <laughs> Although he is extremely young, he puts himself in harm's way to save his friends, Beth, when King Boblin attacks Kakariko Village. Absolutely. Even Barnes, who is an adult, cowers in fear and allows King Boblin to then kidnap Colin. In my opinion, the fact that such a young, weak child is so brave while up against such a scary, powerful monster completely embodies the Triforce of Courage. Absolutely. And the Zelda franchise as a whole. Mm -hmm. Keep up the good work, guys. Looking forward to the next season. Well, guess what, Ryan? We're in that season right now. Second episode of season four. I completely agree. Colin is this wonderful character. Um, 
and Twilight Princess, Dan. And I know you haven't played Twilight Princess yet, so it's on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna ask you to play Skyward Sword first. Oh, yeah. That's that's also on my list, but it's higher than Twilight Princess. So much so that I think I want to invite you into our Skyward Sword review episode. <gasps> Maybe it's you, Kate, and I, or Let's something do it. like that. I'm Anyways, and that might even be a season five thing because I want you to play it at your leisure. The one thing Kate and I have learned with the review episodes is don't rush them. Okay. If you rush them, you, the game starts to stress you out. Mm-hmm. You start to enjoy it a little less. It's better to like really just play the games. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Ryan, thank you so much. Colin's a wonderful pick. I, I could sit here and probably tell you about Colin for the next 15 I just minutes, love, Dan. I, it's just that the fact that there's a character in Zelda named Colin. Like I just, yeah. you have such interesting names throughout the entire franchise, <laughs> and and then and here's Colin. <laughs> like, oh, I see, I, I see. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I get. Oh my gosh, the ferocious battle of Ganondorf versus yeah, yeah. Colin. Colin. <laughs> like, it's just okay. Another 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 comment on YouTube here for the Hey Listen Volume Three episode. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Fillmore said, "I finally caught up, but now I have no more episodes to listen to while I'm at work." I was pretty stoked to have found this podcast and even more stoked that you guys are also from the Midwest. I'm from Michigan. Oh, nice. I will say I'm pretty disappointed in the lack of love for Wind Waker. Mm. That is my favorite Zelda game. And I could go on and on about why that game is so great. Keep up the great content. And I hope all is well with Kate. Indeed. Um, People love Wind Waker. And you like, know, it's honestly, got a I love real fan base. I really do. I really do. We were Kate and I got a little critical on that one back in season one. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like out of all of the like the games, I think. Wind Waker has probably the most people who want to critique it, but also has the most people who will like jump right on in and be like, no, 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 I love this game. It's just got a really big fan base to it. The thing is, is that the first, I don't know, four to five dungeons in Wind Waker are stellar. Okay. The way the game starts is amazing. The narrative, your relationship with this character named Tetra, what you have to do, the islands you're going to, they feel alive and real and wonderful. Yeah. And 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 all first, you know, there's three really solid dungeons and in the it's beginning. So fresh. And Playing there's it two just more. With the colors. Absolutely. Yeah. It feels yeah. Um, You can you could you can drop 15 hours just in the first, just the first two, maybe three dungeons if you're really truly hitting all the islands and stuff. And every time I go back into Wind Waker, I'm like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um and 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 critics, or if you're looking at it from a critical point of view, the game takes a a a turn for the second half, and that turn is is void of dungeons, and there's a really large fetch quest and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And so it can be perceived, or it could be deduced that um, that you know, regardless of behind the scenes things, when and how the game got made, it does take a very different turn in the second half. Okay, and and some people like it, some people don't. I would say that I don't like it only because Ooh, I wish nine hundred comments just showed up <laughs> underneath this. Well, again. it's one of those kind of like it's it's not a backhanded compliment. Well, maybe it is actually. I would love to have so like you know, um, Twilight Princess is almost fourteen dungeons. Some of them are kind of half dungeons and I'm not counting the quality of a game for dungeons. I love Majora's Mask, only four dungeons, God. you know, but um, those, those first three and even first five in Windmaker are so great that if I could have like even just three more solid ones, that would be so much more fulfilling for me emotionally than, than like a really long fetch quest to go to places that you've pretty much kind of already been to. Okay. And at a certain point when you're just bouncing back and forth, you're kind of like, I really feel like I'm just bouncing back and forth. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, I love Wind Waker too. I know there's some people that it's, it's absolutely their favorite game. I love the mechanics of Wind Waker. I love playing Wind Waker. I love holding the GameCube controller, all of that. But, uh, but, but yeah, Kate and I did kind of both go like, oh my gosh, there's only half a game here. Mm-hmm. So be it. 
So be it. Um, okay, so here we go. Over on iTunes, Mile High Link gave us a review, and uh, it says, such a fun podcast. All right, here we go. Mile High Link says, looking for a fun, oh, it's oh, it's like a pitch. Oh, look at this. Looking for a fun podcast about a video game series that you fell in love with? Well, this is it. Well, bam. Caps. Love the it. first two seasons of the show have David and Kate as the main hosts, but start to expand further into the AZP family in season three. It is super fun to hear about all the games that I have played through my childhood and adult life. Oh, yeah. I actually just beat Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past on the Switch last week. Congratulations. Because I had started it about 10 times, but it could never finish. <laughs> and I had a very similar story. Um, I found this podcast maybe a month ago or so and have been binging this nonstop since then. <clears throat> Pardon me. I am suddenly wondering how I will fill my drives to and from work. Lastly, a couple of things about me before I end this review. Sure. Number one, I'm 26. I've been playing Zelda since the 2000s and live in Denver. Number two, originally from Green Bay, Wisconsin. So yay, Upper Midwest podcasters. Two for two on Wisconsin's, all right. Yeah, a lot of, that's, that's interesting. Who's the other one, Michigan? I'm from, well, there's a Michigan, yeah. I'm okay. from Wisconsin, currently living in Chicago. Kate still lives in Wisconsin. Uh, you, uh, Dan, you now live in St. Louis, as we pointed out. Uh, number three, need to know if Skyward Sword is recommended play or not. I missed mm. it on the Wii, never got a Wii U, and now it's coming to the Switch. Thanks, and I hope we talk again soon. Okay, bye. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face, smiley face, smiley face, parentheses. I wish I could insert Triforce emoji here on parentheses. Why isn't that there yet? That's a great review. Love it. That was awesome, Mile well, High Link. I can't really say anything about the Skyward Sword, seeming I haven't played it yet, but if we flash forward to the future, yeah. I'm sure I will say it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's a good game. It's a good game, and I'm really pleased that it's coming to the Switch as yeah. of this recording. And the one thing you know about me is I'm a huge fan of large birds. And every time I see a trailer <laughs> for this, like they always just like introducing two large birds. Yeah, and Dan's and I'm like, like okay. I'm like, I'm here. Let's do it. Birds, you ride like horses. Love it. It's great. Um, okay, we're gonna do one more here from from iTunes. Uh, another review, and uh, this is from Nick Alsup. And Nick says, great people. Oh, cool. I found this podcast a few months ago. <laughs> you laughing at my reaction there? No, that was, that was just, authentic. He thinks I'm a great person. You earlier had uh, said I'm not a great person. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. That's why we couldn't have you at the Video Game Summit. Hurt my feelings. Um, great people. I found this podcast a few months ago, and I'm already halfway through season two. Since I'm 16, I have more free time on my hands than most. I usually spend <laughs> two hours a day listening to this podcast. I have long been obsessed with Zelda, even though I have never played a top-down Zelda game. This podcast has inspired me to play through several of them. Awesome. I especially love the music-centered centered episodes, mm -hmm. and I am looking forward to a Majora's Mask soundtrack episode. Mm. Astral Observatory is magical. That's, this, that's, there's a, that's a location in Majora's Mask. With uh, with some cool music, uh, the two hosts are hilarious, and they own the fact that they don't need to be a Zelda expert to be a Zelda fan. It's going to be sad when I catch up with the production of the episodes because I will feel like forever because it will feel like forever between my next adventure with Kate and Dave into my favorite game series. Keep cranking out those episodes. Well, Nick, I do think we're kind of back on track here for season four, and we're cranking them out. And it's and it's Crank, I'm so turning. so I am so pleased that that is the case. I love that everyone just binges this entire like for how many episodes you have. Everyone's like, I listened to two, and then I listened to the entire thing. <laughs> it kind of does happen. I love You're it. Right. It's great. You know, I'm into it. I'm into it. I love it. I we designed the show so that you can listen in any order and mm -hmm. forever. You can just put it on random and just hit whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, even I sometimes will just kind of go in and like ping around and be like, oh, I haven't heard this one in a mm -hmm. year. I'll try that one out. And then I get to hear K 
Kate say something hilarious or I get to hear one of our other guests say something hilarious and it's really nice. Or, or sometimes you say things that are hilarious, David. I don't know if I too often say things that well, are hilarious. Well, not too often, but every once in a while you strike gold. It's funny because I think on this show, I think I'm kind of the, you know, there's always like what the, the funny character and like the, the, straight man. The, the, the straight man. Yeah. When it comes to me and Kate together, and I guess me and you, I'm kind of the straight man there. Yeah. Well. Um, there was kind of something that, that made me think about something about Skyward Sword. There was a comment somewhere, but I think I'll save it for another episode. Dan, let's do it. All right. So we have uh, five through one. Okay. And um, actually, maybe I'll go first just to kick things off. It mines also, oh, it's a Wind Waker okay. experience. I do love Wind Waker. I, you know, okay, there you go. Uh, I didn't want to get into a whole nother loop. Like, and 900 comments just showed up again. Um, um, yeah, okay, fine, fine. Yeah, can't can't get back on Wind Waker. Um, so there is a <laughs> there's a fan who goes by the name of Wild Huey Uncle. Sure. Wild H-U-I space uncle. Now, this gentleman, I think, actually is Japanese, and if you go to his website, it's it's absolutely you have to absolutely like run the Google Translate Chrome extension if if you go there. But um, he put together just he did like a craft where um, he took a model of he made a model of Toon Link, a model of the Red Lion boat, okay, a couple seagulls, and um, I'm trying to bring it up here, Dan, so you can see what I'm talking about. Real seagulls or fake seagulls? Absolutely, use real seagulls. No, not oh, at all. Nice <laughs> dedication. Here we go. So he built a little model here, a little craft model out of popsicle sticks and wood. Oh my gosh. And it's uh it's he painted the ocean and if you turn a little crank, there's a series of exposed gears underneath that make the ocean roll and the boat then naturally jumps up and down. This is maybe the something the size of like a shoebox that you kind of put on your shelf. Oh my god, that's amazing. And if you notice here there's other little spr- sockets and sprigs moving around that help the seagulls go up and down almost the exact same amount of animation that they do in the game. Yeah. And it's super cool. Super cool. So um this I went to this individual's website, and they have a lot of other amazing projects too. They do some really impressive um, paintings of like what I would describe as like almost like angel characters, these kind of almost like sprite nymphs and stuff like that. Really neat things. And um, I don't know how else to it, how would how would you help describe some of this? Maybe it's almost like a clay uh, it, right. style model. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of like one of those gear based, almost like a jewelry box, you know, where just it's a it's a small little gear, but it. You know those little what are they the mecha the mecha mechanisms um mecha you know like automatons oh yeah automatons it's almost like a weird little wind waker boat automaton where you just kind of turn a crank mm-hmm. and it just, and just naturally one has like gear a just makes this whole thing look like it's just riding the ocean yeah absolutely I think the crank you turn probably affects I'm looking at maybe five other gears here and the really clever thing is that <laughs> the ocean is basically I don't think it's actual popsicle sticks oh. I think it's like balsa wood or something but basically we'll call them popsicle sticks this gentleman has them laid down and hinged on one side of the box so that there's like a rolling larger wheel underneath that makes them go up and down and roll like waves so that the ocean rolls and then the the uh, wind waker boat just kind of naturally bobbles up and down on that thing super cool huh yeah i dig it um so it, it was so cool that even mr jeff Keeley tweeted about it which is which is i think your royalty then once he does that oh that's big wig stuff yeah, he's a kind of a like a famous. He's been in the games industry as a reviewer and a presenter for for decades. He was back. I think he used to be like on G four and stuff. But anyway, oh, very cool. So that's my number five. Okay, like very cool. 
quick thing. Obviously, a lot of work went into it. What do you have? Uh, so for my number five, I was uh, I got online and I kind of just Googled stuff around. And the number one thing that I think we have to talk about that cannot be ignored, and it's more than just one person doing this. Oh, so okay. oh, oh, this, wow, it, and it is the utterly impressive uh, amount of time and energy and talent that people have spent on these uh, Minecraft uh, like servers to build full replicas of almost all of Hyrule at this point. Um, and I have some photos that we'll um, look up. But Do you mean they're building literally in Minecraft? Yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah, they're I making... have something similar. Oh, you have one it's of those? It's not Minecraft. I can't wait. I'll, I'll get to it in my yeah. episode. Um, and it, where's it at? It's right through here. But like, I just, I went through and I was watching these. And Dan, just I think like, that's in real life. I'm looking at the image. I'm seeing a th- topographical map. This one? No, this is a different one. Because uh, I was okay. going to do not only uh, just Minecraft, but this is a um, fan-made Super Mario 64 inspired expansion um, <laughs> of Breath of the Wild where they took what looks like just kind of a, a Mario level. There's a flag at the top. There's, you know, a little like green area with a little fence around it. And just the amount of talent that it takes to build these things or build in Minecraft or like even code your own kind of, you know, areas. I just, I am literally blown away by the amount of time and effort that these takes. Oh, it's just fantastic. Like the amounts of mods and fan-made expansions and all of these that are out here. So this is this is my top five because there's almost too many to really name. I mean, just yeah. go to Google, type in uh, Legends of Zelda, either you know expansions, mods, Minecraft, um, and you will go down a rabbit hole where your eyes will just and your mouth will just be open and going like, oh, for like a good solid couple of minutes. So what was some of the standout? So so again, you're looking at images that are literally taken inside the Minecraft engine? Yeah. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I have some, and they're videos because, you know, you can mm. record going through. So yeah. we don't necessarily want to play them right now. Right, of course. But uh, we can put a link maybe to it's some of them. Show notes. And people can see them. But like these are some really, really impressive stuff out there. There's always a lot of neat things to see that people build in Minecraft. And... and uh you know, sometimes. Are you hearing music? I'm hearing music. Oh, oh! I think my, I think my Wind Waker tab is still going here. Anyways, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll reel it in. You hear it? A little bit. I just assumed there was another ice cream truck going. Down I the think I'm just gonna put my computer on mute. There we go. Because I can't find out what tab it is. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah, Minecraft builds are cool. Sometimes it's like a single person. Sometimes it's a community. They'll go in on the same server mm-hmm. and they'll all work on certain parts of different buildings and oh, stuff. Yeah. Neat. So I that, love it. That's a fun one. That's the one that I really, really, um, and like I said, there's so many to name, um, but I just really was blown away by uh, those kind of mods and expansions. Uh, so, <laughs> so mine's my number four isn't too far off. It's just in the real world. Um, there's an, there's a tremendous amount of fan-made Lego kits, not okay. Lego kits, but like Lego constructions. And I've, over the years I've come across a ton. I, I subscribe to a lot of these like Lego build, um, YouTube channels. Sure. And, um, there's always conventions, Lego conventions of, of fan-made things. You know, they they do a whole thing of Lord of the Rings oh, or yeah. there's, you know, group projects where each person takes a stage, like a two foot by four foot section. Now, are these Lego sponsored or is it just kind of like fans get together? Oh, I'm so glad you should ask. Oh. So um, the, what I thought I might point out is that about a half a year ago, so there's there's always like fan made Zelda. There's there's some really good Breath of the Wild ones mm-hmm. where been, uh, basically that's when you're starting to have the Lego thing become 
an art form, not just putting a kit together. Yeah. I think there's a certain amount of art in all Legos, but this is when you actually have builders that are, are they might as well be molding with clay. They're, yeah. they're doing so much, you know, um, detailed work with the Lego pieces to make these, these models and these constructions and not just Zelda stuff, but, but I want to focus on the Zelda stuff. The thing that got me kind of excited is um, a few months, you know how there's like those Mario brother Legos that are out there now. Yeah. And you kind of like, they're, they're, they're an interesting they're take. They're an yeah. interesting take on the Mario Brothers. Because they weren't necessarily like building something. It was like a, a set where somebody jumps and it was like a connector yeah, kind I of think, build set. I think Nintendo was kind of involved with Lego in the in the construction or the creation of that, the concept. And I think the idea was, can the Mario Lego kits not just be recreations of Mario things? Can they be a way for kids to build their own game or something. Yeah. And and to some degree, I know they had a certain amount of technology going into that digital Mario character. And when the bottom of his uh, uh, character model touches other things, there's like light yeah. NFC when stuff. It's like think the question block. Yeah, like I think there's up. a little bit of this like almost Amiibo t- style technology oh, that's going on nice. there just to, to know what he's stepping on. Okay, fine. But, you know, artistically, that is a stylized interpretation of the Mario universe. Whereas mm. a lot of these Lego builds for Zelda are not photorealistic, but they're in they're they're still in the same art style as a lot of the Zelda games. You see where I'm going with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of people. There's there Hoke Bricks is a is a is a individual who actually is, it listens to the show a lot and they're constantly showing us uh different models that they've built. They've done a few Zelda things here and there. But um about six months ago, Lego um kind of put out a uh a ping to the masses, we'll yeah. say. And they said, we would like anyone to do some fan builds because we want some ideas for new, I guess, franchises or whatever. Sure. IPs, IPs to represent. Okay. And and they allowed the community to build some models. And there immediately was some some Zelda themed oh, without a doubt. Lego yeah. kits. And so they also got mocked up here. And I'm going to show you some oh graphics. God. So a, a concept for some of the Zelda kits are here on a... On a spreadsheet that or not a spreadsheet is a website that i'm showing dan and one of the things we're looking at is is a link with a with an actual um <laughs> master sword and we've got a hyrule castle being built and so these are um fan builds oh look angry chickens oh my favorite the, the town market I- kit idea and these are all designed to be um lego kits that could be realized yeah 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 you know what i mean because this is on a lego website too well, okay, so what happened was uh, Lego basically, I ended up, if I'm doing this from memory this part, but they kind of picked two or three things that they were like, whoa, we're interested. They yeah. didn't officially say, yes, we're going to do it, but they kind of picked winners from yeah. this thing. And the Lego kits were one of them, to my understanding. And so I think, we, hopefully, if all goes well, we can be in, in store for some fun Lego kits that might become reality someday. Nice. Now, maybe they won't be realized exactly how we're seeing here on this website. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be certain tweaks that they have to put out or something of that degree, you know. Absolutely. But um, these these ideas were were put forward, and I would love the idea. And, and again, the point I'm trying to make here is that it, if, if Lego were to cue off of these submissions, we would be doing a little bit more of the kind of artistic, like, building a castle that really does look like Hyrule Castle. Yeah. Not necessarily trying to make a version of a Zelda game in Lego. Yeah. Which I totally support for the Mario stuff. But um, but I think this would be too, super fun. Oh, this is awesome. In fact, I tweeted a little bit about this on the Zelda podcast, and and Hoke Bricks lives in Gurney, okay. Illinois, pretty, pretty nearby. And we keep trying to find an excuse to do an episode together with AZP. And I was like, all right, if this becomes a reality... Uh, it's done. Hoke's in, you yeah, know what I without mean? without a doubt. If I'm, if I'm pronouncing... 
H O H O K A Y B R I C K S correctly. Okay. Bricks. I like it. It's okay, Bricks over on Instagram. Um, okay, so that's my number four. Is is all of the Zelda builds? But it, it was kind of neat that that one of them got is potentially getting pretty close to maybe being a real thing. Well, and I so there's the Zelda ones, but I, I think I've seen these because like didn't Friends also. Like was the, that one of the submissions maybe I, that yeah. ended up becoming real? I want to say so. And like I did I Friends is real as of now. Yeah, like it's the it's the coffee shop or something like that. It's so their it's the, apartment. It's the two apartments. Oh, is it the apartment? Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was the co- I, There I, might be the coffee shop too, honestly. Because yeah. I remember something came out and then somebody did like the office. They tried to do one of those. Yeah, and then there was a weird one where like a third party company ended up doing an office Lego and they sold it through Target. It was a little weird. It wasn't real yeah. Lego. I remember somebody came up and I know this is in Zelda, but they were like, Oh, they, there's office Legos, and I was like, Oh my god, so excited i'm a big office fan and i yep. ran back and i was like where's it at and it was just like oh this you're not like actual legos yeah. I, I mean know. it looked great yeah it did. don't get me wrong but like that didn't have the lego thing on there i was like you mm-hmm. shouldn't have used the l word so, <laughs> like, oh man i actually was at uh, the lego store downtown chicago just the other day and um to get the international space station for my dad for father's day who and, and by the way my dad's never done a lego kit before okay yeah and i was i was really scared to give it to him if i may just get personal for a second cuz he's he's an engineer he's kind of a he's a straight arrow he doesn't really do Got much it. that's too creative or anything he, i've always felt support from him that's all sure, great yeah. and everything but like you know he, he's not really like a a toy guy yeah 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 and I, I actually said it to him for Father's Day. I said, Dad, we've been getting you socks and ties for a decade. Like, I really wanted to just get you a toy. And he starts ripping it open. He sees, like, the edge of the International Space Station fins and yeah. the Lego thing. And he legit- legitimately is like, whoa, this is awesome. And so he was telling me how excited he was to put it together. And I was so happy about that. I would love love to get something like that for my dad. Yeah. Except he does, like, very, very intricate, detailed, modeled airplanes so like oh, I wow. think oh and my dad like he really puts the detail the de- like I remember going into his den and he just had like a hundred little paints of like different he fir- was that oh yeah and I he mean, would he would pop them out and then he would shave the pieces down so there was no extra that's cool oh yeah he when my dad does something he does it I might um, be returning to the hundred bottles of paint here with my second thing after the break but that's that's cool yeah and, and so and so like I I would love that but I, he would be done with it in six seconds he'd be yeah. like oh cool i'm done and well, secretly just- secretly maybe i'm hoping that well i don't know if i have like an agenda with my dad i just wanted to get him something sure you know he likes to watch um golf or basketball games or whatever and he uh, has a little bit of a a coffee table that, that has a flat service and I, mm-hmm. i'm visualizing hopefully him kind of poking around picking around and putting yeah. these things together and i think that could be fun but not zelda so we're getting yeah. a little off topic Sorry, but- yeah um so very cool awesome love the legos mm-hmm. so my next one um, so this is my number four. Yep. And I think we'll go to break after this four. Sure, sure. Um, so this one, it's a little bit kind of the first one. Um, but in my research, um, so there are mods and there are expansions. And then I found that people have created their own Zelda games. Um, like like ROM hacks? Like, like so... Because um, I got oh, some cool stuff like that. Yeah, it's like there's some ROM hacks, but like... There is uh, an area called, or a game called Legend of Zelda The Missing Link, where somebody has apparently created an entire game um, just through, I don't know if it's RPG Maker, and I don't really? have all the details in front of me, Yeah. Um, but like uh, it's it's just, they have a trailer, they like have a release date, all this other stuff, nice. uh, and so I was really excited, I was looking into it, and then I found that I guess... Nintendo uh, kind of came up did and did a, a cease or yeah cease and desist, and, yeah. and so it's like I found another one like Nintendo shuts down, but like this person has gone and made j- like 
just was Nintendo and made wow. their own game. And there was another one that looks like I can't find the link right now, but it was like a Solarus, and they created two different games that way. And I just it, I was blown away by like how awesome these things are. You know, we we uh, a few months ago spoke to the Rogue Hero guys. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were massive Zelda fans, and they actually talked a little bit about how they were trying to honor a link to the past. Mm-hmm. And they had to kind of like that line of like, are you too close to the actual Nintendo thing? You don't want to, you know, you don't want to be breaking the uh, the trademark or the IP. Yeah. And um, I think that I remember them saying in one of the interviews, the two gentlemen that did Rogue Heroes, um, Heliocent- from Heliocentric Studios, produced by Team 17, or, or, or I mean, uh, published by Team 17. They were saying that there was like one point where they had a flower that could explode. And essentially, it was a bomb flower. Yeah. And I think, like, even maybe Team 17 kind of was like, guys, we got to be careful. Yeah, we're get, we got to switch real, that up. real close. We got to switch that up. <laughs> and so here's the other one The Legend of uh, Zelda Mystery of Solaris. Solaris. Okay. Okay. DX. I mean, wow. there's screenshots and you can see them, but like, this is what they've made. Oh, this is 100% a link to the past art style. Yeah. And so, I mean, it has it's it's like that, but it has its own kind of a little bit of the animated. Well, flare. the renditions, absolutely. I think the the sprite work there is pretty much a link to the past. And so, I don't, I, and I think this one had another um, another sequel to it. You can download this one right now. Uh, so, but I just, I like, I, I, you know, the games I love. Yeah. I could never fathom just being, oh, I love that. Time to make my own. You know, oh, I mean, and like, doesn't oh. it sound like the coolest thing in the world? Uh, yeah, though? Like, wouldn't like, that oh, be the best? I would love to do that, but I'm just that's. That's for people way more talented and cooler than I am. (laughs) Oh, man. Interesting. Yeah, you know, fan games are tricky. Fan games are tricky. There's that whole famous story about... um that the, um, another Metroid remake, which was the remake of, of Metroid Two and stuff, and this this guy like worked on it for ten years all by himself, and he had fan support and all that stuff. And obviously, Nintendo wanted to like shut it down. It was, it, yeah. It, it basically, I remember one time I was perusing Twitch almost five years ago, and I was watching it, and I was like, "What? What is this expanded version of Super Metroid?" Yeah, and it wasn't at all, but it was so close that it really looked like it was made by Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you got to be careful, but I, but this ex- expression of creativity and stuff is, is just the neatest thing. I mean, what? Um, I, I just, I can't. This is this is beyond me. <laughs> Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, oh, 100%, right? One hundred percent, absolutely. And so, I mean, these Zelda should be very flattered, very, very flattered. I mean, I think for the most part. They are so whoever they is. Wow, that looks like fun. I'm looking at the screenshots here. I want to play this thing. Yeah. It kind of it, lo- it so it almost looks like it might be a ROM hack or something where they're dealing with some of the original assets. But I could be mistaken. With the we're looking at the Solaris one right now, mm-hmm. and then the other one, the one that had the cease and desist is that was that one. Those graphics look totally new. Let's see if we can get a graphic. I mean, this one's a video. So yeah, we yeah can, I get it. I get it. And then has like uh, apparently. Oh, this is 3D. Yeah, this this is the one that like. Um, well, so it's, a. uh, yeah, I guess wow. they just didn't have, but, uh, the Ocarina of Time remake, this is the one you're looking at is, I guess the 3d rendition of, they did using that engine. Is that the unreal engine? One? Yeah. Yeah. The, that surfaces on YouTube every couple months. They render a little bit more, but it's not an, it's not like a working game that's being put out yet. So I think nobody minds just yet. Yeah. Oh boy. It's inspiring. Oh yeah. Cool. Dan, let's go to break and okay. we'll come back and my stuff gets pretty, Oh my gosh, I think all three of mine deal with like... 
arts and crafts, like math, like crazy arts and crafts. Um, mine, mine are pretty cool as well. All so, right. all right, cool. I will see you on the other side of this break. And there it is. There it is. One heist, six plots for betrayal. When Raya Cautella cons five other thieves into helping her steal a magical artifact from the most powerful man in the world, she knows she's playing with fire. What she doesn't know is that the rest of her crew is just as underhanded as she is, and they all have plans of their own. MJ Kuhn's Among Thieves, a fantasy heist novel full of twists, turns, and betrayal, available beginning September 7th wherever books are sold. Visit mjkuhn.com for more details. Hey, this is TC. And this is Jim from the Studio Demands It podcast. Where every episode we take a demand from a hypothetical studio. Which could be you. And challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the stipulations. Or the demands. We are given. We talk about movies all the time. Particularly, we complain about the choices made in the films we've seen. We're nerds like that. And, of course, like any good nerd does, we automatically assume that we could do better. Even with the demands and restrictions that clearly must have been put on by a production. So head on over to studiodemandsit.com and listen to our previous library of episodes. Our library of previous episodes. Our precious library, Jim. <laughs> our library of precious episodes. <laughs> You're a pirate Smeagol. <laughs> uh, okay. So head on over to studiodemandsit.com to listen to our library of episodes. And submit your demand for a future episode, too. So go do that. Okay, bye. Okay, end of ad. Jake, have you ever been looking for a definitive Nintendo ranking and can't seem to find it because it's just everybody's own opinion? Honestly, all the time, Sam. Well, I'm looking for someone to give us the answers. Wait, you mean like a podcast made by two young, handsome men where they create a definitive top five list of all things Nintendo? Should we just do it ourselves? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's give it a shot. I'm Sam. And I'm Jake. And, and at, at Top 5, five Nintendo, Nintendo, I'm going to give you my Top 5 list. And I'm going to give you my Top 5 list. And then we're going to duke it out and see what the real Top 5 is. And we are back from the break. Dan, I feel like we're kind of on a roll here. I don't want to waste any time, and I just want to keep on going. Okay, let's so do it. We just finished our fours. I guess I'll, I guess I'll go to my three. Is that all right? No. Perfect. So, um, <laughs> I hope this one's cool. I think it's. I'm gonna judge awesome. it. I'm gonna judge it pretty harshly because that three giggle buildup is. <laughs> um, so, um, I love playing Zelda games. They're I, they're part <laughs> of my favorite games. Okay. Category. Um, but the, but but. Almost immediately next to that, my my favorite genre of game to play are like kind of what's called like god games. Um, okay. Sometimes they're nicknamed that, but essentially they're the kind of builder games: build a city, build a like theme the, park, like Sims. Kind you could of say stuff? they're like the Sims games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right now, I currently almost almost every other day dip into Jurassic Park Evolution, where you build your own Jurassic Park mm -hmm. parks, okay. or Jurassic World Evolution, or whatever. Um, city Skylines. And also Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, all of which I have on my Switch right now. I, and I run Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic on my iPad. And growing up, I would play a bunch of Zoo Tycoon. Okay. Um, I love these kind of like outside, you know, build it, build it, grow it kind yep. of games. They're absolutely my favorite kind of game to play. 
Um, if I'm inside a Zelda game, that's all I play. But like beside, you know, okay, fine. So um, there's a game called Planet Coaster. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Nope. Quick, a quick, tiny little bit of background. Is it a planet dedicated to people who put their drinks on small coasters? You nailed it, actually. Because I, yeah. I feel like... I, I... And so what you do in this game is you scroll around and you take a look and you make sure that everyone's putting their cups on coasters. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, wait, wait, you have to wait, try wait. to design a Do system. you then put it... On a coaster? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you like, you like, you like, click on it and move it. Okay, yeah. good, good. Okay, yeah, you got to put it back on a coaster. I play planet. this. I would play this game. Listen, two, two times a week, I log in and I play Planet Coaster to make sure that there aren't going to be any rings on uh, yeah. any wooden furniture because that stuff can really damage. It. I know people don't respect coasters enough. I don't know Side if they do. So I want to talk about a gentleman who designed a Zelda-themed coaster. Okay. Unlike the Zelda theme coasters we're using. <laughs> okay, we're going to get off the coaster bit. Um, um, so there's a game called Planet Coaster. And the the team that... It has roots with the Roller Coaster Tycoon series. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I'm going to keep... The, actually, I would love to go into a whole diatribe about this. But the Roller Coaster Tycoon franchise as it is today is not what it was during 1, 2, and 3. Okay. A, big, a bigger company bought it, started using the name, that whole thing, changed the team. So the original team went off and had to make something else that, in my opinion, is really quite interesting and impressive, but um, they had to name it a different thing, and so we go into this Planet Coaster. And there's also, like, now I think there's, like, Planet Zoo or whatever. But anyway, uh, Planet Coaster... Fine, title's fine. Sure. I think maybe a little, little misleading because you aren't building a whole planet, but perfectly fine. What? You're not building a whole planet. I hope it comes with a receipt. Because bye it bye comes bye. with a receipt. I'm telling you, if you give me Planet Coaster and there's not a planet nor a roller coaster in it, those are the only two things I really asked well, for. Well, there's definitely plenty of coasters, but Planet Coaster has a really impressive um, scenery building engine. <laughs> okay. So, like, you know, back in the Roller Coaster Tycoon days, sometimes you could kind of just download, like, a, not download, but you'd just select, like, maybe, like, a pre-rendered sprite of, like, uh, the Wild West Saloon or sure. the, the Dinosaur Got or, yep. you know, the Wooden Tropical Cabin. Tropical or yes. Coral Reef. Yeah, and it. it was all on a grid system, and that's fine. Well, Planet Coaster has a tremendously robust system where you can bring in all these assets, and you can kind of snap them or you can build differently. And so a gentleman who has a uh, YouTube channel titled attacking toucans and i don't know if it's oh. like i don't know if the two oh. well here's the thing i don't know if the toucans are attacking or if or if you're attacking the toucans let's okay because his thought his his header is like a, a toucan like coming at the screen like he's attacking okay you. that's the way i was hoping this was going yeah. and not like a he's like but maybe that toucan's like he just flying had a, away for its life yeah maybe he had a bad incident with like fruit loops growing up and just he had to stick with like you know getting all the toucans away from him as much as possible he said never again i'm gonna attack them all so attacking <laughs> toucans uh actually has basically like kind of more like a planet coaster it's interesting uh his channel is a lot of planet coaster builds okay and then there's a lot of like full-on just cool zelda stuff too okay but it all comes together in a in a 12 episode series where in which this uh, this guy builds a Zelda themed roller coaster inside Planet Coaster, okay. and when I say builds a coaster, it's nuts. Uh, he, I mean episodes, twenty minute, twelve like twenty minute episodes of him going in designing the coaster. He builds a full Hyrule Castle. Every putting putting trim on the edges, putting railings on all the balconies and the and the walkways and everything, building all this up inside this theme park. Um, uh, all digital. All digital. Yeah, it's all. You're just going into the game, kind of like Minecraft. This is why I said I kind of have one like it. Yeah. 
and he goes in and he builds it and um, you're attaching light sources. He's attaching trigger events to the coaster. So so I'll just kind of skip to the end here. When the coaster, when you, when you virtually get on the coaster in the game and it takes off from the loading station, there's obviously trigger points because there's lights going off where Navi is talking or a person who's just doing Navi's voice. Navi is talking to the coaster like, come with me, follow me my way. It's a, a fully realized and conceived roller coaster inside this game like a game like it might as well be Hagrid's motorbike challenge or whatever that oh coaster God. is called yeah because there's like mo there's like animatronic moments it's, it's and stuff straight like that kind of out stuff. of like a Disney Universal yeah. Studios theme park. he put so much thought into this it's so cool and then the fact that it was built in this video game is even neater so um the coaster itself seems pretty good it seems like a pretty like if you're looking at it just for roller coaster standards there's some cool like hyperbanked turns okay there's stuff like that it's basically a blue coaster with silver track um and then you you, he kind of built up what looks like one of those rock walking monsters from Breath of the Wild. It's down there. He has a couple other trigger events. So the first half of the coaster comes out of the castle and you're going around the castle and kind of going around different different um, lands. There's sure. vaguely like the Goron oh, so area. You're, you're not in the castle. You're you're straight Hyrule at this point. So you, yeah, you like the castle's like the loading building. Oh. Even though I would say that maybe the loading building only takes up 10%. The loading area only takes up 10% of the castle that he built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you start underground, and then it comes out, and you go around the, the outside lands for a while. But then the second half of the coaster dips into the ground and is in a cave where there's, like, a boss battle, and there's spider webs. There's a boss Fully battle. themed. The whole second half is basically a roller coaster dark ride. Fully themed with uh, um, um, appropriate assets to evoke a Zelda atmosphere. The only thing that's like explicitly Zelda is he took a couple JPEGs of Zelda games and put them up as pictures in the line queue loading area. Because yes, he also built the line queue. I mean, of you course. can walk yeah, the camera yeah, yeah, through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my Super gosh. cool. Attacking two two cans. Um, I didn't even. I mean, I found this guy's twelve episode series just because it kind of hit my algorithm a while back. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, Zelda roller coasters and and um, creation games it's, are it's the only thing in your Google it's search. Pretty much my main tags. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's basically <laughs> the only thing you use the internet for nowadays. I got gotcha. you. Um, and it's super cool, and I highly recommend it. Obviously, the links below. But the dedication in the building is so neat because my next two selections are basically like real world craft selections where a tremendous amount of craft and artistry is taking place. But this is one where it was taking place inside inside a builder game already. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's a very robust builder game, but this individual toucan or attacking toucans pushed what the game could do to its to its max. You know what I mean? In such a great way. That is fantastic. Okay. So yeah. moving on. My number three, we're on three, right? Three. Is three. And so I was, you know, kind of looking through, uh, trying to find things that were like, you know, as we say, super impressive in the fan world. Yeah. And um, so just to, a little bit of a precursor before this is I play a lot of board games. Like board games are some of my favorite things out there. Uh, many, many nights <laughs> have been spent uh, playing like, for instance, Sellers of Catan. You know, and it's yeah. tried and true. Um, and if you go online, you can find people have like built their own customizable board. Yes. So that yes. way you don't have to use uh, the cardboard. Not that there's anything wrong with using no, the cardboard. But they'll 3D print them, they'll model craft them. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's there's a lot of like wood cut out where each tile is like, and this has the sheep on it, this has the wood. Or yeah. even their 3D where the forest is a little bunch of trees, actual real trees. Are they flocked? Uh, they are super yeah. flocked. You have to use, or maybe you use a little almost, static grass? Almost 
too flocked, some would say. Oh my. I don't even know what that looks like. Um, so um, knowing what those look like, somebody has taken the um, Breath of the Wild map and done just that and created a 3D wood-printed um, Dan, board of this. I, I mean, it's it's breathtaking. Like, and then, you know, if I can try and make this a little bigger, but like, I can see it. It looks like you know we have the uh, Gorn area up here. We have the desert area. Like, and I love for the sand area. Uh, it's nothing <laughs> because it's so. Oh, it's flat. just the wood, right? It's just the, the wood, except for the, the small wood. little outpost you have the through outpost. here. Um, Looking at this right now, I f- this exact one, the artistry is tremendous, and it's and it's it's mildly interpreted i don't think it's like one for one the map um but that doesn't matter it, oh, it's yeah. representing all the things it needs to represent all the rivers like there might be a little distortion like i think goron goron the goron city is like a little bit closer to central hyrule than maybe oh, it yeah. actually is but boy oh boy that's nitpicking because this thing look it has and it has the cove yeah, has, for the yiga clan right there mm-hmm. like you it can recognize has, spots has the legend for like because there's markers all over it so it's not just you know, um, I mean, now that I look at it, maybe the Goron Mountain is in the right place. I think it's just the angle. I think it's we're kind of looking. Basically, we're looking at Hyrule Map from Gerudo Desert up, not so much from, um, you know, Lorena Village or whatever up. You know, it's it's we're kind of we're kind of facing southwest here. I think not necessarily north. Yeah, that's maybe where the transition because there's clearly a lot of work going in. It's like a topographic map. Yeah, and you can tell that they're like you can see where the that's where the seven ladies are. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I, I stumbled upon this. And can you imagine having this as like just your coffee table? Like I don't have the actual dimensions of it, but just putting like a pane of glass over it. And so. Yes, I can imagine that. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so I found this one. Um, and then also I found this other one, which is a little bit more. Oh, this, wow. See, this isn't Breath of the Wild. No, that's a link to the past. Yeah, this is a link to the past. And it has links to the past uh, wood burned right on the mm-hmm. side of it. But it it is basically it has all the individual town. It's it's a lot more chip based, so it's a lot more blocked off. Well, what I'm seeing here is a an effort to take what's what's a two dimension. You know, a link to the past is a two D map, mm-hmm. but they have to imply three D. So when you look at it, it's kind of funny with these you know two D maps from the 1990s is. They accurately represent the roof of a building because sometimes you have to walk on it, and they also ac- accurately represent the front wall of a building. Yeah, but they're bit technically flat. So like, um, if you have a, this is kind of what the Link's Awakening remake for Switch had to deal with. If you have a building that takes up nine tile sprites to represent six of those tile sprites to be a roof and the three bottom ones to be a wall, in reality, that building only takes a two by three grid set yeah but but on a 2d map it takes up nine tiles yeah so it looks like this individual is trying to reinterpret those nine tiles into the six you could say and what we're looking at right now is a three-dimensional oh it's... representation of a link to the past's main map yeah and so you have the castle in the middle like uh, i love and the mountains in the back actually go up really high i wonder if they go up the amount of units that they go back on that like it's, it's looking it's all, pretty accurate it's, it's all ratioed out and I just noticed this one of my favorite thing. Uh, who sells this? I don't know. It's Link. Sold by Link? Yeah. Oh my gosh, the seller's name is is their uh, their uh, avatar's name is Link or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I just saw it. It's like sold by Link. Okay, cool. What's that going for right now? Uh, right now, four hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, there's a lot of work that went into that. That's yeah. cool, and it's also kind of one of those one one of a kind things. Mm-hmm. Free shipping, so. <laughs> we have no official connection to what, <laughs> what we're talking about right now. Oh, but yeah, so 3D printed, hand painted. Um, you, what you see is what you get. Uh, 
stand it is it's about seven inches or seven by seven it looks like for the stand is removable but love it love it love it love it wait that thing's so small that it's seven inches by seven inches well, it says stand is removable and measured so like the stand may be no i mean i'm almost more impressed because there's a lot of detail here i thought this thing was like two feet by two feet because of the detail but if it's teeny tiny that's even more impressive yeah this i mean this could be fairly i mean if you i guess so cool Oh yeah, oh so my. just just the in, like I just see these and I just like I said it calls back to like these fan made uh, game boards and everything and you like I would just get this and just stare at it <laughs> like I, it would just be a display piece where I just get home from work and be like what are you doing Dan oh I'm gonna go stare at my maps for a little bit yeah I I mean we all do it you you kind of pretend you're a character walking around and yeah. even like flat maps and stuff it's I have my second monitor on my computer right now all just. 2D sprite maps, and mm-hmm. so they just rotate on a five-minute cycle, and I get to just look at them. Just take your little like Link Amiibo and pretend he's Godzilla walking all over people. <laughs> the Link Amiibo is probably the size of uh, of Zelda's castle there. Anyways, wow, that's cool. You know, I'm noticing a trend here. By by accident or not, we're picking a lot of like things that have been built and crafted, and maybe mm-hmm. that just speaks to the people that we are, you and I. Yeah. Um, because I'm also I don't have this on my list, but I've seen so many tremendous like cosplay moments oh, yeah. and like full costumes um there's a there's a, a guy who like breaks down zelda songs and reinterprets them there's all these musicians that reinterpret oh, yeah. them yeah there's full on like I'm albums s- albums upon albums upon albums of like ocarina music where they just create their own songs or mm-hmm. you know remakes and remixes we might have to return to this this topic sometime and almost try to reach out into those mediums too because i think very much by accident my next two are also things that people built. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's just where this episode took us this yeah, time. Yeah. I have one more build and one more, I think, electronic kind of fun thing. Well, I think I'm going to go to my number two. As you wish. Because I think you just did your three technically, yep. right? Yep. Um, mine's, and also I'm a little embarrassed, my top three are YouTube channels. Shame. No, that's amazing. Or rather, they're individuals that are artists that, that choose to share some of this through YouTube channels. Um, one of these I found through YouTube, one I did not. But there's a there's a channel called Once Upon a Workbench. Okay. And it's this guy who I also subscribe to a number of like these kind of like projects. Like, oh, this is my project for the week. YouTube channels. My favorite stuff to watch. So the mix of artistry and actual uh, like building things. Love it. So anyway, Once Upon a Workbench, that channel. I, I don't know the gentleman's name. But um, he, uh, I don't know if it was a half a year ago or something, released a video where he built a two-scale replica of Link's house from Breath of the Wild. Link's house from Breath Oh, yeah, I forget. Yeah, I know. People call it Link's house. It's the house that Link can buy yeah. in Breath of the Wild in, in Hatno Village. It's where Link hangs his stuff up on the walls. Yes, indeed, indeed. And Got even it. to this day, sometimes people will say like Link's house, and sometimes I kind of forget what that is. Yeah. I'm kind of like, what are you talking about? It's it's in the Kakuri Four. Oh no, that's Ocarina. Yeah, that's where my brain went. Yeah. Was like that small little opening area in the beginning of yeah, Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. You know, totally, totally. And we don't really. There's some joke. There's some lines of dialogue in Breath of the Wild that joke about how maybe that house that Link buys kind of was his in the first place. Anyway, if you really pay attention to some of the dialogue from like Bolson, there's a little bit of like, yeah, it's been empty for a hundred years and stuff. Oh, like, there's a little bit of okay. like wink, wink, nod, nod that maybe it was Link's house anyway. Okay. Um. So, I assume so we'll, he would have lived in the castle. Well, if he was Zelda's knight, I would assume that too, but maybe not. You'd have not. to be kind of close. It's not like mm-hmm. she's in trouble. It's like, wait, the knight will be here in like 45 minutes. Just hold yeah, on. You know? com- yeah, right. He's coming yeah. from across the yeah. field. Yeah. Smoke signals, just like Link, wake up. <laughs> it's interesting. 
because because we now know from the canon of of Age of Hyrule that he was appointed to be Link's or uh, Zelda's knight, knight like, yeah. right from the get go. Mm-hmm. We knew a little bit of that from the from the cutscenes from Breath of the Wild. But anyway, so Link's house it's it's a it's a cute little house. It has a little like house, horse stable along the side. I'd love right now on air, Dan, to bring this thing up and show it to you. But I think it would just be five minutes of us going ooh ah ooh yeah and look at that. Sure. Um, but it's amazing. I it's. He he even went so far as to bring the game like on a TV. He was looking at the house with his camera, drawing on graph paper to make sure that every little mock stone and the chimney and every single thing was like the right angle and uh, oh, proportion. Wow. Yeah. When you see a screenshot of this thing, if you don't realize that you're looking at a house that's actually a playhouse that is four feet tall in a suburban backyard, it looks like it's in the game. Oh, that's great. It's so real. And it was super cute because then the way that he built, he built it for his kids. I mean, he kind of built it as a project, but also for his kids. His kids were a little bit a part of it. He has a daughter and a son. What's up? I was going to say, like, how many of the upgrades did he put in there? I mean, is it like, because oh, I know you can spend- Oh, you know, it's so funny you should ask because actually he did mock up a couple. I was going to say, like, does he have things on the walls? So he like, did do, like, he are- did make some gear. Okay. Yeah, he, he made some gear and put it up there. And then the kind of that balcony that Link's bedroom ends up going on. Yeah. Well, if you keep it to scale- that kind of becomes like a kid's bed. Sure. The whole balcony basically becomes a kid's bunk bed. Yeah. And that's what they did up there. And um, so then the kids can play around in the bat- bottom and and everything. And he had to make it kind of weatherproof and of all course. that kind of stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Super cool video. Loved it. It was touching. It was creative. His kids were absolutely just as excited about it as he was to make it. Recommend 10 out of 10. Once, okay. a, once Upon a Workbench was the YouTube channel. All right. Now, that's I'm, my gonna, two. I'm going to, for my number two, kind of piggyback off that a little bit because right. I have a... Um, Bringing to life full scale, uh, kind of a. So I found this on where am I? Uh, Immer, Imger, Imger. How do I say that? IMG, IMGUR. I think it's Imager. Imager. You're supposed to. You know, it's like it's all those tech things. It's yeah. You got to so, take a vowel out. IMGUR. I'm, I found it that um, by. I guess they do that so that they can um, trademark the name. By the way, a lot of times. Sure. Like that's where it came from. Like taking out the E mm-hmm. for Twitter and Flickr and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really just mm-hmm. like, you can actually make it your own word. But So anyway. this is by Echoing Pulse. And what they have done is they have taken their backyard and literally made it into a complete Zelda-themed everything. What? Uh, so I, I got some photos. Um, Holy but, moly. I mean, starting from the beginning, it, it's, it's a large gazebo, and that's just... The middle of it, Dan. I'm looking at what I'm looking at right now. Almost looks like it's a it's a full size house with with. It I looks mean, like almost pillars. like one of these how these people how people will like remake their house for for Halloween or yeah, something is what it, I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, it looks like somebody may have taken like it's almost like a garage. It is fully maybe themed. with no like walls because you can see pillars. But if you go through like even before we get to the uh, the Zelda aspect of it, all yeah. of the greenery they put on there. Because it goes through and it shows uh, her painting all. Oh, of those the, are like fake vines. Yes, she's she started from vines. The larger, like, and you guys. Oh my god! You need to put this because you need to see this is stage t- set direction. Yeah, I, I mean, this is theatrical. I mean, I've Achi seen high end stage plays that don't have this much production value. Um, and then they go down. Of course, they have like some wood cut Zelda or Zelda Hyrule symbols coming out. Um, put up everywhere. They have scatolas. Oh, look at this! They're actually spiders like, with skulls. Like huge, huge size of your face scatolas, if not larger, that they put on the uh, trees so. made out of foam. Uh, they use epoxy resin to endure the elements, so that way, you know, if it storms, we're good to go. Uh-huh. They have the Hyrulean shield out there. They have 
Uh, oh, that's the, the lens of truth right there. Lens of truth they have, and then and then then we're getting just to uh, the masks that I guess adorn the trees in the backyard. <laughs> I like I saw and I was like, this, was this for an event or a I, thing? You it's know, just I, done? It, there's not a lot of like wise other. There's than a lot of photos past, here in this, and, and so I guess it's imagery. You know, they have Majora's mask going up on the tree. They have Morskatolas. They have what's this oh, one? That's the Deku mask. From Deku Majora's mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got um, oh Mid- Midna, Midna's she's there, and these all go on the trees. Um, but really, and they just keep going; they're fantastic. And it has some images of them putting this it all together. Um, but my favorite is what it looks like they took a large rock. Um, oh, and then they have the three- oh, there's the like the three what gems or emeralds that you get in Ocarina: the the forest, the water, and the and the. Goron one, so, and I'm seeing a master sword yeah, now. Yeah, and so it looks like they have a master sword, and I don't know where they got it or if they made it because it doesn't have photos. But if they did, I would totally believe it. Yeah, and it looks like they've drilled into it. It looks like a rock, could, but mm-hmm. could be a foam rock, and they have it inserted into the rock. Yep. So it's very much a sword in the stone, well, and it looks like it's at the very, very end of this path. Yeah. So that way, you go through the scatolas, you go through the masts, you go through the sheaths. And then at the very end, you have this uh, backlit, beautifully glowing master sword because the lighting that they've also used in this. Yeah, we can't underemphasize that how much lighting is happening here. I, and so at the very, very end, they even have like glow in the dark flowers glowing around it. Yeah. Uh, and just you would have the the best barbecue you'd ever have if this was. I mean, you're open right. for rent. And they even like next to the Minna tree, uh, they have a wolf in chains. As a nice little homage to this is Twilight theatrical grade lighting. Yeah, and then they have a giant owl that they put in the tree as like the homage to um, it's Kaibora Gabora. Yeah, there we go. And I guess there is like a, they even have like a stage. No, where wait a second. Can well, perf- yeah, that does look like a stage where people can perform, but it a little and bit looks TV, like two TVs in the back. Okay, so what is happening now? I, this is like a whole thing. It says an insane DJ or DJ deck. Okay, okay, that's what's going on. Wow, and they so, are throwing a Zelda party. It was, it was a, for all for a Zelda party that looks to be one of the coolest events that we weren't invited to. <laughs> but I, I mean, I found this, and like, I want to put the link so that way other people can see these photos this, because this is this tracks. This is the definition of Wowzers trousers of a, of a mega fan moment. Yeah. yeah, like a mega fan project. There's, I mean, some of the stuff I've been finding is like cool skill or maybe interesting things, but this is epic. I mean, this some is of massive. some of these things alone would make the list. Let alone yes, one person yes. doing all of this for a party that they threw yeah. for the uh, Zelda franchise. Man alive! Ten out of ten. All right, so now I completely agree. We are at our our top, our top. So that wasn't your top. That wasn't that what that that that's impressive to boot. But the other, the last one I got is yeah. So maybe the, your second one was like sheer scale sheer, and I, commitment, because yeah. there's some creativity too to some of these. Like, oh yeah, you know, I feel like the 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 Zelda house for the kids it had a little bit more creativity. Okay, fine. Um, so the next, so my my number one is I I chose this to be my number one uh, Zelda fan expressions because. Um, this is another YouTube channel, but I <laughs> I watch this person. Um, I just I adore this guy. He, he goes by North of the Border. He's a, he's a um, like a craft hobbyist. Okay, and he has a camera that shoots down on his table. And there's actually like five or six of these people. There's more than that, but there's like five or six that I subscribe to that do this. But North of the Border, and all everyone dips their toes into Zelda stuff here and there. But North of the Border, um, 
is the is the YouTube channel's name. I literally know that to be his name because I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure it's in the credits, and I'm so sorry. No, I'm sure that's his actual given name. Yeah, I I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's probably just Canada. Or Colin. <laughs> it's probably Colin. It's probably Colin. So North of the Border caught my attention when he made a Temple of Time book nook. And it's, a book nook. Yeah, book nook. It's it's like reverse bookends. Have you ever seen these? Reverse bookends. So um, if you have many books on your bookshelf, okay. a book nook is something that's about, maybe it's three to six inches wide. Okay. Maybe it's seven inches deep, like a book. Okay. And then you put a little diorama in there. Oh, okay. And so um, another version Little of Mouse the, House. Yeah, yeah. It's like something... So like, um, I know there's like a diagonally book nook out there somewhere. Got it. it kind of okay. looks like the city goes back. And okay. so as you're... If you're a bookish kind of person with a library and you throw these in just for nerdy fun... Okay. And so I say reverse... Um, bookends. Bookend because, because the books the hold it. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, got yeah, yeah. You it, might still it. have to have actual bookends. So a book nook. He does book nooks and stuff like that, but he's he did, he did a full... Um, um, uh, not, I think it's Outset Island from Wind Waker model. That's beautiful, and he does he does really really good Zelda stuff. There's other people that do Zelda things too, mm-hmm. but every I don't know fourth video he's doing some kind of Zelda thing. Okay, and he talks about being a big Zelda fan, and he's got a great style, a great sense of humor. He's a pleasure to watch. He's he's he you know sometimes makes fun of himself a little bit if he. Um, is wrestling with the glue on the, oh, yeah, the wood yeah. or something, you know, really, really a, pl- a pleasure to watch. And you can tell he's a fan. And a lot of times his opening line is something like, you know, I'm so-and-so. Oh, he probably says his name. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so-and-so. And I like to make nerdy things. I and- hope he listens to this. And so the next video he makes, he oh, just looks at the camera the border, and says, David, I am so-and-so. That'd be fantastic. I mean, in the meantime, I could probably pull up the stinking channel here, but, but I highly recommend. And, um, he most recently, he did a Mulduga, um, attacking Link, and and they, he even worked it out so that Link is holding a Breath of the Wild bomb. Well, Duga's those big, huge, like... Circle or square? I think it was a circle. Okay, good. And uh, it was hooked up to an LED, and the way he made it is he had an LED, and he kept globbing on uh, hot glue to it and built up the bomb around the LED and then Brilliant. painted it correctly. Brilliant. So Link's holding up, it's glowing, and the Mulduga's like coming out of the ground. They're the they're the big kind of like tremor whales that are in the desert that sometimes attack you. Maybe you've never even come across one yet. There was I had to defeat one yeah. for a shrine or That's no. True, it, was, you did. it was a quest in the someone's like, hey, can you go take care of that thing? Yep. That I didn't one. I didn't do it. Oh, but have you seen uh, it at least? I mean, I died by it a few times and I was got like, ah, I got enough shrines and you're fine. You know, like Link can say no every once in a while. <laughs> he doesn't need to say yes to everyone, you know. So it's not a specific project, but when it comes to a breadth of projects and a general, um, like, I look forward to this gentleman's, I mean, most of his videos at this point, frankly, but, like, his Zelda, there's there's probably a solid 10 to 12 um, uh, craft projects that are just a blast to watch, and, and, and they're really great. Okay. So I guess that's my number one. And you're a big book person, too. So anything that has book nooks... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, being dyslexic and having to be very tremendously hard for me to read, I just read so many books. Oh, yeah. Did you know you can develop dyslexia in your 30s? I can, found, can you lose it in your 30s? That would have been nice. Yeah, no. I, I started developing it. What, and really? like, I was just like, why, why is this so hard for me all of a sudden? So I contacted my dad. And he's like, oh, yeah, that happens in our family. Right around age 30. What? Same thing happened to me. I was like, you could have warned me, sir. Like, just, <laughs> hey, Dan. Just to give you a heads up. You could have warned me, but you were, were making models. Yeah, too busy with your freaking airplanes. Okay. I love you, Dad. Um, so my number one. Oh my gosh. I just saw your screen. I don't know what's going on. So my number one, and it's 
it's not nearly in the scale as the uh, like backyard DJ party. But this one, when I read, I was like, oh, that's flipping brilliant. Yeah. So a, a gentleman named Alan Pan, what he has done is he has taken his uh, like the, the new like with Siri and all of the, you know, you can come in and be like, hey, Siri, turn on the lights. Hey, Siri, do this, you know, or Alexa, you know how smart houses are becoming pretty. Pre- oh, my uh, gosh. You just triggered my Siri. Oh, my gosh. I won't do that again. Right, right, right there. Okay. Um, but smart houses are becoming like more and more common, and yeah. what they can do is more and more. Hey Siri, party mode. What? What? You oh, guys? Yeah, it's on. But you you, you guys can't see it, but a giant disco ball has no. just come down in the middle, and dancers have flooded the room. I have too many studio There's lights. There's confetti up. every. What was that day? I can't. Here. Hey Siri, chill mode. Okay, and everyone's gone again. Um, but so what Alan has done. <laughs> I'm happy with some of my devices. Okay, okay, let's okay. get real. Okay, so what he's done is he has taken using a Raspberry Pi and a, not a PI, uh, a $35 miniature computer. He has set up his house to, depending on what ocarina tune he plays, what is what will happen in his house. So if he plays Song of the Sun anywhere in the house, the lights will turn on. Uh, if he plays Borleo of Fire, it turns up the heat. The Minuet of Forest, it waters the plants. He has his entire house. He's programmed it to program- hear the song. To his so ocarina. Like- so he just, it, and it's, I, I read that and I was like, oh my gosh. Like to bring in Zelda and, and you know, all that stuff. Like if so he plays up. So not only do you have to learn how to play the ocarina. So there's then that. Then you have to like write the software that's helped recognizing it mm-hmm. or at least asking Alexa to do it or something. So that's interesting because you can't. Is he hacking it in some way or something? I mean, it doesn't go too much I don't think you can be like, the... I don't think you can just say like, hey, Alexa, when I do this, do this. Because it says like uh, some... to make the system work, he used a Raspberry Pi. Oh, right, and, you said that. And a $35 miniature computer. And a series of wirelessly connected microphones and sensors placed throughout his home. Then he programmed the do-it-yourself system to respond to specific songs from the game Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So I think what's happening is he probably has his little... Per- custom computer that he made yeah hearing the ocarina stuff and that computer might then be pinging alexa to execute the act which sure. is talking to the devices but, you ever so think- he's probably built a computer that's translating the song to the what would normally be like the like the turn my light off yeah, yeah. instruction that's awesome you ever think he tries to like do it by whistle like yeah, like the yeah. ocarina is across the room he's like, he's like i can knock this off like and he's like waiting for it and seeing if it works oh I mean, I mean, I'm almost more impressed. Just, I'm not. I'm certainly not more impressed. I'm equally as impressed just having having to learn the ocarina and like, how to play. I, it's hard to play. I hope he has like a smart car, like a Tesla, so he plays like a <laughs> Pona song and it starts. Oh out my for god, him. it does come to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> and the Tesla like crashes through the wall. He's like, well, that was poorly thought out. So like, <laughs> uh, but I just, I, you know, just I love tech and just seeing people combine all of it together to make their house. It, the house experience yeah. uh, thrive through the Zelda franchise. I just is, I, I read and I was like, Dan, oh, that's this is, a good number one. This is, this is so fun. This is so fun. And he, he has a YouTube channel that you can watch. Um, so please, please, please. We'll have it down there. But like, these are just, yeah. Maybe we it. need to title this top 10 YouTube channels we like to watch. Yeah. Top 10. I mean, YouTube but I guess people. this is the world we're in a little bit. Oh, Everybody's yeah. expressing their fandom through, through YouTube channels or, yeah. or, 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 or I guess imager accounts <laughs> in, or imager or imager. whatever. The beautiful little starter that wow, I had back cool. then. Wow, cool. So that's Dang, it. That's, that's our cool. 10. 
I guess, yeah, that's that's great. I think this is definitely a topic to return to. And I think we have to start, we've accidentally done a subcategory in yeah. this episode. And it was like craft and mm-hmm. creation and stuff like that. I think we 100% now, AZP, be it you and I or other people. I know like Celeste gets really excited about um, doing like cosplay makeup and stuff like that. Maybe yep. maybe we do like a cosplay one or, mm-hmm. uh, or, uh, or a clothing one and maybe a, like a music artistic one. I mean, and we didn't even touch the people who are making the weapons. Right. Yeah, like that the, the metalworking like that might fit in the not so much the cosplay, but just like yeah, yeah, like the physical. Yeah, and not like foam sword. Like I'm sure somebody has been over a forge and the, metal and hammer <laughs> has just been crafting. Like high, Shane Kelly has a full metal yeah. master sword. Yeah, so people are out there knocking those out left and right. I yeah. just ugh. that's cool. I think we accidentally learned that there's so much more to talk about in this. It topic. never stops. It never stops. But this is a fun top ten. I like this one. Dan. This is good. This is great. Um, if people want to find you anywhere, where can they do that? Do you have anything to share? I know you're not on Facebook I'm, anymore. I'm, I'm not. Are you like, not uh, on Twitter nope, anymore or nope, ever? Nope. Not uh, on Instagram anymore If you guys would like ever. to um, contact me every once in a while, I'm a guest on a podcast. Um, it's called <laughs> Another Zelda Podcast. You can oh, wow. contact David Geisler. He can get a hold of me if you guys need anything. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. I'll read the comment. I'll just be like, damn. Yep, there we go. Dan, and then just from St. Louis, you'd be like... Send me a text. Yeah. I accidentally just made you my secretary. Well, people can, <laughs> people can find me at Raptor Paint on Instagram and Twitter, and they can find the show at Another Zelda Pod on Twitter, Another Zelda Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Just search Another Zelda Podcast. You will definitely find us. You can go to our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com, where you can get links to actually all this stuff and uh, also then see our blog posts. We have um, some group blog posts. We have a lot of great, talented writers over there that are... Putting some things, um, I almost said some put, putting some things down. Writing articles. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the cool way of saying writing articles. So Is it's that, okay. Yeah. What are you doing? Like? Putting some stuff down. I'm gonna put this down. Oh, I was trying to come up with another thing, but I think we just get out of here. Okay. It's getting late, and uh, Dan, thank you so much. I'll see you in a couple episodes. I actually probably like six episodes for our favorite what's that one gonna be favorite uh oh yeah yeah most wanted like other mediums yeah if we got to see uh out where we want to see zelda outside of a video game if we could see it expressed outside of a video yeah game. and maybe yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. pitches you know if you have the idea like okay how are you gonna do it a little, little bit of that i like this i like that well that's that's to come we have mm-hmm. plenty before that i think we even have video game summit before that but nevertheless dan i'll be excited to uh have that conversation with you at that time oh yeah Alrighty, good night, everyone. That is not how these episodes end. How dare you? What did I do? What? What? I'm like staring into your soul. I right know. Now. I feel so. Fine, I'll do it. Please. Hey, Dan. I'll catch you later. I'll see you later. I'll, I'll see you. See you later, David. Okay. Bye. Oh, okay. Oh. Jeez, okay. Louise. I'm sorry.